as I understand, the teaching is a little bit ahead of me. They are on verse 3. I'm on verse 2. I will read verse 1 and verse 2. The emphasis is on verse 2. The emphasis is on verse 2. If you're able, would you stand as we read the word of God? If, you, if, you, if you're not, we, we understand. But if you're able, would you stand? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I am reading from the American Standard Bible, and it reads as such in our hearing. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. Amen. Transformed by his word. Transformed by his word. Transformed by his word. Lord, even now, move Tracy out the way. Allow there to be an awesome manifestation of your Shekinah glory. Let us all get caught up in you. Lord, it's all about you. Lord, it's all about you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. amen. Allow me to share with you some truths. Just because you save don't mean you're delivered. That is actually two separate and different things. You can be as saved as you wanna be, but it doesn't mean you're delivered. Part of our deliverance, which goes along with sanctification, is that there has to be a change of our worldview. There has to be agreement between what's in your spirit and what's in your thinking. See, your spirit is born again, and your spirit has been made whole. But you are a trichotta. You are a spirit man that has a soul that is in the body. Amen. Yes. And though your spirit man, if you've been born again, is brand new, you are still working out of the old soul and the old body. Your spirit is new, and in your spirit is everything you need to become more than a conqueror. But in the process of sanctification, you have to work along with renewing your mind. A lot of us have a new spirit, 
but you don't know what God has given you. And unless you see what God has given you, you can't walk in what is yours. It's yours, but you don't know how to activate the power that's been given to you. You are a truck. Listen, John said you must be born again. And he said, and what is born of spirit, capital S, is small s. Not your flesh, but your spirit has been born again. Your emotions have not been born again. Your flesh has not been born again. But your spirit has been born again. We once was dead spiritually, which means that there was a disconnect from God. But as Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, You've been quickened or made alive, which means spiritually speaking, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, spiritually you are dead. There's no such thing as being spiritual unless you know Jesus. Why? Because a dead person who is dead spiritually can't be spiritual. You are either dead alive and the only way that you are alive is if you know you got to know you better know you bet you 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 must know jesus christ as your savior that's the only way that your spirit man comes alive women when you die your spirit goes to heaven or hell and your body goes in the ground. In each of us, God made us eternity. He has placed eternity in us. That's what Ecclesiastics says. That he has placed eternity in us. Your body dies, but your spirit leaves your body. And your spirit either goes to heaven or hell based on who you know. If you don't know him, you're going to hell. If you know him, you're going to heaven because you've been washed in the blood of the lamb. But, but don't you want to walk in all that is yours now? Don't you want to allow your spirit man to take flight? Don't you? As a man or a woman thinketh, so is she or him. If your thinking is jacked up. If your thinking is jacked up. Your walk going to be jacked up. If you don't know what Jesus has acquired for you, then you can't walk what is yours. It's not that it's not yours. You just don't know how to walk in it. See, we think that we have to get more of the Holy Spirit. No, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We think we need no more power. No, you got all the power you need. But we have to allow what God has placed in us to come out of us. I believe that there has to be an agreement between what God has already done. Y'all didn't get that, did y'all? 
there has to be an agreement between what God has already done and what you believe he has done. We walk this thing by faith. And unless you can attain what the word of God by believing what he says he has done. Because everything we walk by is by faith. It's not about how we feel, not about our past experience, but it's believing that God has done something on the inside. And there's more power on the inside than there is on the outside. And if I believe God for what he says, he's going to do exactly, he's going to do exactly, he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. You know where we get confused? We are still going by what we feel. We are still going by what the world says. We are still being deceived by the devil. We are still allowing our past experience, our childhood, to still control us. Because we are living in the world that is dominated by the devil. Somebody said, huh? How is this world dominated by the devil? Because Adam gave it to him. God gave it to Adam. And Adam with his dumb self gave it to And then with us, with our dumb selves. <laughs> fell victim. And we have experience. We have gone through stuff that has messed up our thinking. That have messed up our emotions. And when we get saved, we don't forget where we came from. Those experiences are still there. Those pains and hurts are still there. Our spirit is born again, but we still feel. Still feel the same. Matter of fact, still think the same. The problem is that that which didn't convict us before now make us feel bad. All of a sudden, if you're saved, you ought to have a hunger for the word. Now, if you save, you enjoy spending time with God. Now, if you're saved, some of the things you used to do, you don't feel comfortable doing anymore. Matter of fact, you may not know the word about it, but something in your spirit lets you know this isn't for... Uh, I, I remember seeing, seeing some of y'all at Spectrum. I re remember seeing some of y'all at some of the... I remember, thank God we don't go no more. And it's not because Spectrum's closed down. I don't want to.
this world system, this world system stands opposed to God. Because Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. He controls the people of this world. They are puppets on a string. They are in darkness. John chapter 1, Jesus came and he was the light. And the darkness comprehended not. He came unto his own and they received him not. We've been delivered out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Amen. There's been a change. I mean, I mean, I mean, an unerasable change, yes, an undeniable change. We are new creatures in our spirit. Yes, Ephesians 4, 23, 24 says this. He says, that you've been created new. You're new man. Take off the old man. You're new man been created after holiness and righteousness. First Peter chapter 1 says, says that there's a holiness in us. It's in your spirit. First John chapter 2 tells us that we've been born again after his See, his seed, God is in us. God, the Holy Spirit, has born again our spirit. We don't have a clue who we are. The problem is there is not an agreement with what has happened to us and how we see We're still thinking in the same old way. So all the other day, these giant elephants that are chained up by their back leg, uh -huh. there's a brace and there's a chain that's on their back leg, and the chain was, 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 was in a stake. And to be honest with you, these giant elephants had the power to kick this thing up. And you would see them and they would feel the resistance on their leg. And in their mind, in their mind, not in their bodies, but in their mind, they felt like that they couldn't go nowhere. For a school assignment, I had to write, I had to watch the movie Instinct, starring Anthony Hopkins. He, he is showing this young, this young psychiatrist something. They, they go to this cage where this silverback gorilla is in this cage. And he begins to open up the cage. And the young said, so, 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 no, don't open it up. He said, it's OK. He said, he ain't coming out. He said, he said, why isn't he coming out? He said, he's been in the cage so long that even though the door is open, he don't think he can come out. 
I mean, if he chose to come out, could nobody stop him from coming out? But in his own thinking, you saw this silverback gorilla put his head up against the fist, saying, there's no hope. The devil been lying to you. The devil been lying to us. He got some of us thinking we can't do no better. He got some of us thinking we can't act no better. He got some of us thinking we can't pray no better. He got some of us thinking there's no power in us. See, you going by what you feel, what you experience. But I want you to know, now that we are in Christ Jesus, all things, all things, all things, all things is not based on what you used to be, what used My God, my God, my God, if we can only get this, we will act better, we will sing better, we will pray better. See, see, I, I do care what happened to you, but no matter what happened to you, there is now power in you to give you power to step up out of whatever used to bother you and you can tell the devil he's a liar and the truth we are in the world but our power source is not of the world we are in the world but don't let the devil deceive you that you can't help yourself don't let the devil conceive you that your events around you got you in bondage. You know what? Don't let nobody steal your joy. Don't let nothing steal your joy. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I mean, I mean, I mean, my, my brothers and we are eagles, and we ought to be soaring in the... You know, God will act, will make you act funny. The Lord will make you do things that nobody else understands. He make you shout when there's no reason to shout. He'll make you walk like with a strut as though you got everything together and you know everything is jacked up. He'll make you act like you are victorious with all hell done broke loose. He'll make you see what nobody else can see. And you start talking about, don't you see it? And nobody say, I don't see it. That's okay, I see it. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's not about what's going on around you. It's what you know. We are like the children of Israel. We are like the children of Israel. This ragtag, this slave mentality people don't know how to fight. Don't know nothing about fighting. Saw their God bring them out of Israel. Saw the miracles of God. Saw the power of God. Saw God open up the Red Sea. 
solve God, bring them to a place. After their disobedience, they want to go back to onions and melons. Why in the world do you want to go back to eating stinking onions? When God is offering us the best that the land has, and we want to go back to rotten onions, rotten milk, you don't think you don't think Egypt gave them the good onions, do you? You don't think Egypt gave them the good melons, do you? They got some stuff that wasn't fit for a dog to eat, and they talked about going back. What in the world do we settle for? The magnet field. The stinking stuff that Satan is filling the trough with. And we go eat it like it's good. Magnets are through it. It's so stinky, even the pigs won't eat it. Stay there, man. And we have the nerve to say how good it is. Thank you. I don't go there. He's kicking your butt up and down. And you stay in the relationship. He loves me. My God, my God, my God, my God. You know what? You got to learn to love yourself better than that. You can do bad all by yourself. You don't need. You don't need no no good. Penny Annie, little boy. Can't take, can't cover you. You're his mama instead of his girlfriend. I'm gonna stop. The stuff we settle for. When God has made us kings and queens, and we settle for the worst that Satan got for a momentary pleasure that make you feel bad in the morning. Wake up from a drunk, wake up from a high, and can't remember where you put your fearful and think you had a good time and you don't even remember. Hold on, I'm not talking about folks in the world, I'm talking about folks in the church. this way. Guess what? We all was born with a bent. Well, I don't argue that. Some folks are born uh, 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 what's that called? Uh, um, whatever. They sleep with anything that moves. You know what I'm talking about. Some folks can't, some folks steal. Some folks lie. Every other word out there in mouth is a lie. We all got a bent. 
So what if your bent is that you like to sing sex? Jesus came to fix the bent. He specializes. He is a bent fixer. If you bent, he'll straighten you out. We all got a bent. We all are messed up. We all are jacked up. That's why he died. To set us free from our bent. Somebody been lying to you. Somebody been lying to you. And the devil been lying to you. The truth will set you free. What is our worldview? What are we truly believing? When the rubber meets the road, what do we say to ourselves? What fear holds us in place? Well, my mama was like this, so what? Well, my daddy was like this, it's time to not be like your dad. So sometimes, you got to stand up against what you know, what you think, your experience, your background. You got to stand up and not be conformed. Don't be like what the world is saying. You know, you got to go against the grain. You know what? The word of God will make your family not like you. They expect you to be like them, and you know too much to be like them. You can't compromise your integrity for nobody. See, it's the Lord that saved you. It's the Lord that's keeping you. And if folks don't like it, well, guess what? Don't invite me to your party. You won't hurt my feelings. Because y'all going to be drinking and getting high, and I'm going to sit there. Y'all going to feel convicted. I didn't say anything. Just my presence make you feel convicted. If that's the problem, don't invite me. My feelings ain't hurt. to tell that to yourself. You have to acknowledge that to yourself or else you're going to feel out of bounds. Let me help us. Let me help us. You can't even listen to all the mess that they're talking about. Because if you listen to what they're talking about it would stir up emotions. It would stir up mess that you're trying to make die. Your memory has not been erased. And your emotions would get stirred up. 
And if they are talking the mess, telling you how much fun they have, you can't even sit there and listen. Because if you keep on listening, if you keep on watching, if you keep on hearing, after a while, you're going to... Whatever you allow to come in your eye gate, uh -huh. ear gate, yes, yes. mouth gate, uh -huh. will get in your feet gate. Yes, yes, what you mean by that? If you listen long enough, if you watch long enough, if you, if you, if you talk it long enough, sooner or later, you're going to start touching, touching the water. Next thing you know, your whole foot is in it. Next you know, both foot is in it. Next thing you know, you done walk into deep waters. You swimming in it now. Then you talk about, how did I get here? You got here because you're allowed to get in your ear gate, your eye gate, your mouth gate. What are we talking to ourselves? What are we talking to ourselves? What are we allowed to dominate us? You got to confront your own thinking. You got to confront your own speech. There is a carryover. What you mean by that? That once you get saved, those experiences and those thoughts still come over with you, and the devil going to make sure he reminds you where you came from. And if you don't confront his lie with the truth, you got to have enough truth in you that you can speak back. You called into a situation where a man is dying. The doctors can't do anything, and he knows that he's about ready to cross over. I leaned down, I whispered to him, I said, is the devil still talking to you? He said, yeah, uh, but I'm talking back. Oh, all right. Hold on, all listen, right. listen. Yes, strong saint, strong saint was a deacon. The church that he went to, he was one of those bricks, strong one, pillars, was not a member here. Here he is dying, and the devil is still talking smack. Why do you think he's going to shut up because you got saved? And if he can't get your back, he's going to try to hinder your walk. So he's talking smack to all of us. What you need to do is open up your mouth. Fill it with the word of God. Do not allow the devil to talk smack to you. Because all he got is a lie. But you got the truth. And when you come at him with the word of God, after a while, he can't stand what you say. There ought to be some praise in you. There ought to be some thanksgiving in you. There ought to be some. Amen. 
God will make you praise him. The children of Israel, the first place that they have to defeat is Jericho. But Jericho is a stronghold. Nobody can defeat Jericho. Say that, say that. Nobody can penetrate the wall. They said the walls of Jericho were so thick, were so wide, that they had chariots that rolled along the top of it, taking surveillance on, on the enemy coming. I mean, they were able to pass each other going in opposite directions. There was actually apartments and living space in the walls. Nobody had, was able to penetrate this stronghold. It was fortified. Even if you set up a siege, and the siege is to stay on the outside till they got thirsty and hungry. But Jericho had underground streams that would come up where they didn't have to leave the fortified city because they had everything they needed on the inside. They didn't have to have crops on the outside. They had crops on the inside. They didn't have to go outside to get water on the outside. They got water on the inside. The devil was to set up a Jericho in your mind. Notice what God said. He said, I want you to walk around it for seven days. You know, you got to meditate on the word of God Amen. till the place that you see your victory. Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that. You have to see your victory before it becomes true. You got to see yourself walking in what God said is your, you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it in your spirit. You got to see it before it ever becomes true. Before you ever walk in it, you got to see it in your spiritual mind's eye and start getting happy. A lot of us still see ourselves in defeat. A lot of us still see ourselves. You can never, you can never attain what you don't see. You got to see it. You got to spend enough time in God's word, in God's presence, till he give you a picture of yourself where you haven't attained yet, but you see it. Once you see it, you can start shouting up. I believe the reason why the children of Jericho wasn't allowed to say anything while they walked, because God didn't want no negative talk. Negativity produces doubt. Sometimes you got to shut up. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at I'm talking about when you're in spiritual battle, you can't afford for negative stuff to come out of your mouth. You can't shut, 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 shut.
you know, you know, you know, you know. And then on the seventh day, you know what he said? Because I believe they, I believe, I believe they saw something. He said, now I want you to shout. Wait a minute, I don't see nothing yet. Yeah, you see it. You see it in your spirit. You, you see it in the inside. And now when you by faith begin to act like it's already done and you start praising God ahead of time, I'm going to materialize what is already true in the spiritual world. But you got to do it by faith. Tom, we allow me to, to share this with the congregation. Yes, Lord. We was in, we was in, uh, I forget what hospital, I think it was university. Michael Brown, my nephew, my wife's nephew, was going through an episode of sickle cell. We, we thought it was like every other time, but this time was different. This time was bad. They allowed me to come in, and, and as I came in, there was blood coming out of his ears. There was blood coming out the side of his eye. Literally, he was bleeding through every hole in his body. He was, he was comatose, but, but through this episode, he, he spoke up. He, he lifted up, opened up his eyes, laid back down. It's been three cold blues called already. As we was in the waiting room, we was the only one there. And God spoke into my spirit, said, shut the door and tell them to praise me. Huh? Uh, yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Lord, what, you, what are you talking about? Praise you at a time like this. How are they going to receive the fact that you said, he said, shut the door. Praise me. I shut the door, I said, Listen, I don't know what God's up to. All I know that God said praise him. That's it. That's it. You know what? God didn't heal him on this side, but God healed him on the other side. And sometimes God says, praise me for what you don't know. Praise me for what you don't see. Praise me because in spite of the circumstance, I am worthy of the praise. I tell you what, praise will keep you in your right mind. That if you don't praise him, you will lose your mind. Praise is to keep you. Keep, may not change your circumstance, but guess what? It will give you wings that you can fly in your trouble. In your situation may not change it. The worst may happen. But stretch your wings and fly. Our 
thinking. Our thinking got to be based on the word of God. Our thinking got to be because we are reading, we are meditating on the word of God. And against all that the world composed at us, we got truth. My word tells me in John 8 and 32 that the truth will set you free. The truth will set. Let me bring this on home. Let me bring this on home. God tells the children of Israel, I have already given it to you. Not that I'm going to give it to you. It is already yours. As your feet step on the land, it's yours. All you have to do is place your feet on the land. Wait a minute. The problem is there was Jebusites. There was Havites. There was, there was Hittites. There was, there was, uh, thank you, Moabites. There was Canaanites. There was a whole lot of ites. And these were some bad shut your mouths. They was warriors. All they knew is how to fight. They've been fighting since they was knee high to a duck. The Israelites didn't know how to fight. They was a tag rag, bunch of slaves, slave mentality folks who've been walking in the wilderness for 40 years. All they knew was that their God is God. Did you know that it don't take much to be a conqueror? All you have to know is that your God is God, that your God is God, and that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or can imagine. Did you know that our God is God? Our God is God. There is no other God. And if Christ died for us, won't he do everything else for us? If he allowed his son to die on Calvary to make us victory, won't he give you victory in the midst of your situation? Won't he take care of all your problems? Won't he defeat all your enemies? Won't he tell the devil to sit down and shut up? Won't he step in right on time? Won't he take care of you? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All he said, I want you to have the faith to put the sword in your hand, to go out there and let me take care of everything else. You got to swing the sword, but I'm going to teach you how to do battle. I'm going to teach you how to fight. I'm going to teach you how to rebuke the devil. I'm going to teach you how to speak to your storm and make the storm behave. I'm going to teach you how to climb mountains. I'm going to teach you how to put your foot on the devil's neck and say, in the name of Jesus, in the name. 
know about you. That sounds like good news. Sometimes all you have to do is hold on. Hold on. See what the is going to be. Hold on. Because the truth, his truth, his truth will set you free. You know what? You got to do whatever it takes to get enough word in you to face whatever you're going through. If it means you got, I'll tell him, Reverend Willis. I was, this morning, I, I was getting dressed, and Reverend Willis was talking. I said, okay, he must be talking to somebody. But then he started singing. So I got curious, and I peeped out of my door. Wasn't nobody there but Reverend Willis. I said, oops, I'm interrupting a private conversation between him and himself and God. And I shut the door. But you know what? It ought to get to the place that you are singing and talking to God and don't even know you're doing it out loud. We've been on the elevator packed with folks. And Reverend Willis is in the corner talking to himself. He starts saying, you know what I discovered? He doesn't even know he's doing it. What's happened is when you are doing it all the time, you get the can't help it. You be in a grocery store talking to yourself, giving God some praise. You be driving and your car become a sanctuary. You best learn how to encourage yourself. You best talk to yourself. Sometimes that's the only thing that's going to keep you in your right mind. If you don't know how to talk to yourself in the Lord, you will lose your mind. But sometimes you got to say with whoever told you that your feelings is safe. Some of y'all wait until you feel like it. You better know how to do it when you don't feel like it. You better know how to praise God when, come here. You know, if your feelings is giving you resistance, sometimes you'll feel, you wake up and you don't feel like it. Don't feel like praising God. Don't, don't feel like singing a song. You just don't feel like it. Your feelings don't feel safe. You know you ought to, but you just don't. Know what you got to do? You got to make your feelings. You got to drag your feelings. You got to force your feelings. Whoever told you that your feelings is in control of you? Your spirit is in control of you. My feelings is going to do what my spirit tells it to do. My feelings may not like it. I don't care. I know I got to. My survival depends on me praising God whether I feel like it or not. After a while, my feelings will catch up with me and surpass me. Oh! I see something. I see something. 
my spiritual eye. I see something. I see some glory. I see the glory of Jesus. And it's good to see his glory. Matter of fact, his glory is so awesome that everything else, everything else, look pale in comparison. What I see, I don't have yet. But since I see it, I can't help myself. It provokes me. It makes me say hallelujah. It makes me praise him. It makes me say, I trust you. It makes me read my word. It makes me say my prayer. I see the glory of the Lord and it's mine. What do you see? What do you see? Because based on what you see will determine where you go. Based on what you see will determine on where you go. I believe, I believe, hold on, hold on, some of y'all talking and not listening, and you missing what God is saying to you, unless you see yourself beyond yourself and see Jesus even beyond that, you're not heading in the right direction. Because the world will give you mess to look at. And you will follow the mess. Because your flesh will demand you to follow the mess. But when you see the glory that he has set before us, when you see where it's taking you, even through the tears, even through the pain, even through the suffering, when you see Jesus and he's greater than anything you have ever seen, you're going to press. Listen, he said, when you seek me with all of your heart. But this is what I believe. I have to see enough of him. In order to make me to be in all of him, yes, that I press through all the hell I got to go through to get there. But I tell you, once you see his glory, it means more than anything else. That's when you fall in love with him. That's when you get to can't help it. That's when, that's, when, that's when you shook off everything else. That's when sins start falling off because you see something that is more compelling than all that the world has to offer. See, unless you see it in your spiritual eye, 
You won't run after it. I call it glory. Do you see some glory? That's why 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, says, as you see, as you see through, through glass that, that is obstructing your view, but if you keep on looking through it, you see the glory of Jesus. And as you see it, you are transformed to be like him. But you can't be like him unless you see him. You can only be transformed into what you see. So my question is, do you see him? Do you see him? Do you see him? Do you see him? I'm not talking about Buddha. Do you see him? Do you see him? I'm not talking about your boyfriend. Do you see him? Do you see him? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. Because when you see him, you can't help. You can't help but love him. And when you love him, you don't mind serving him. What do you see? make you act right when you don't want to. It make you put up with mess that you would cut folks over. It would make you not cuss when everything in you said you know you can cuss them down one side up the other. It would make you not knock out people's dentures. They flapping their dentures. And there was a time their dentures would be on the other side of the room. But Jesus got a hold of you. And you can't do what you used to do. Because you see yourself beyond where you are. And if all you want, you got to have more of Jesus. 